Blog Talk Radio. Yes, this is Delon White, R&B soul singer of Ambient Records, and you are listening to Bianca Fly on her beautiful Butterfly Radio Show, part of the Vibration Radio Network, where she gives interviews, information, and covers all types of topics. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. Welcome to another episode, and we are glad to have you guys this evening, you guys. And if you didn't know, the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show is brought to you by Vibration Radio. That means you're listening to a show that's being broadcast globally. So big shouts out to Vibration Radio for always supporting us and holding us down, as well as our friends and family at Ambient Records, um, where the owner of is Stephen Jerome Ferguson um, in Kansas. Um, and so we are excited about you guys that continue to support us and our friends in Morero, Louisiana, um, at the shop, uh, where they have the best daiquiri and wings. So if you're ever in Morero, Louisiana, uh, make sure you go by the shop located at 3609 West Bank Highway in Morero, Louisiana. Tell them B-Fly sent you guys. And so nevertheless, I am back, you guys. Uh, Been a little bit under the weather, but I am back, and we are bringing you a more amazing guest. And speaking of amazing guests, uh, we have another one joining us this evening, you guys. I'm talking about Veroni Anderson. She is the love catalyst and theta healer practitioner. And I know a lot of you guys like, what is the love catalyst? What is the theta healer practitioner do? And so tonight she's going to answer all of those questions for you guys and more. And don't forget, um, if you have a question or a comment, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. Um, or as many of you guys like to do, feel free to message me on I'll be happy to ask your questions live here on the broadcast this evening. So we're not going to delay any longer. We're going to bring the special guest of the hour on here so you guys can get to know her um, in all of those great avenues. Uh, Veroni, you there? Um, yes, I am. Welcome. How are you doing? Hello. I'm great. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. No, thank you for having me. Absolutely. And so, uh, Veroni, for the folks out there, tell us a little bit about who is Veroni Anderson. Oh, okay. So I am Veroni Anderson, as you said, and I'm the love catalyst and the theta healer practitioner. And what I do is that I help women identify and release emotional blocks in order to break the continuous hurt in a relationship. And I do mm-hmm. that with my theater healing. Awesome, awesome. And so, uh, Veroni, when did this when did this journey begin for you? When was that moment that you decided, you know what, um, I want to be able to help women uh, who go through these emotional um, and heartbreaking uh, relationships, and I want to help them heal and, and be able to bounce back. Uh, when did you decide that this is something that you wanted to do? After I went through my own devastating, I call it mm-hmm. a soul-crushing um, heartbreak, um, yeah. that leaves me, I, I was just paralyzed with fear. Um, yeah. You know, I was just in so much pain. Mm-hmm. Um, I just couldn't think straight. And I went, I started to do some studying about it. I did some study about it, and I started to study um, spiritual law. I started to study about um, breakup and the effects that it have on my body. And mm-hmm. then that's what kind of lead me here. And I discovered something about myself is that when I was, um, I discovered something about myself that I was repeating certain cycles in a relationship. Like I, mm. you know, I, I never have any problem like attracting guys. Right. So when a relationship didn't work, 
I either have an ex, um, exit strategy. I actually start talking to somebody before I um, end a relationship. Mm-hmm. So I just like, mm-hmm. yes, I just like keep it moving. So right? with this relationship, <laughs> so <laughs> yes, I have like I call them, I used to call them spears. <laughs> right? I have fear. So when somebody messed up and I know that I didn't yeah. want to be in that relationship, I was like, right. okay, it's it's over to me. In my head, it's over. So right. I start talking to somebody else, going to a relationship, right. and break up with this one, whatever. So I guess I didn't really feel the hurt. Right. Right. But right. then when this relationship, right, I was in love, massively in love. I thought this person was the one. So there was no backup mm-hmm. plan because I was totally focused on this relationship. But I guess he didn't feel the same way for me as I felt for him. So when he <laughs> left, when he said he didn't want the relationship, I didn't have a backup plan. I didn't have a, a spear one or a spear two. So my whole yeah. world come crashing down. Yeah. With so the, with, with my this. Whole, <laughs> Well, yeah. with this particular relationship, um, you know that that was the 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 heart crushing uh, relationship. Did you were there? Because a lot of times people ask, well, were there red flags? Did you have any idea that you know this person was like this? So for you, did you have any idea like this is the road that you were about to go on with this person? Um, kind of a, a little bit, but I thought maybe that he would change. Maybe he mm-hmm. will, um, maybe come around or maybe, you know, cause everything was just going so fine. So maybe, right. you know, he would, he would come around, you know, because I was such a fabulous woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> such a fabulous partner. So maybe, he would, <laughs> maybe he would change his, his ways or right. not change his ways, but maybe he will decide to like stay. Right. right, but he decided that you know he's gonna he's gonna leave. So, and I I asked the question too. I said, do you want to stay or do you want to leave? And he decided that he was you know he was gonna leave. So mm-hmm. it just whatever my world my book, it just I I was just broken. I was, yeah. I, I was just broken. But of course, yeah. there is always red. So when you go back, when I went mm-hmm. back, and I you know close my eyes, and this is one of the things that I ask my client to do: close yeah. your eyes. You know, just picture <clears throat> that person, the first date you went on. What mm-hmm. did you see? What did he yeah. do? Yeah. Right? And I bet right. you, you see like 20 different signs. But at that time, right. when you were in it, you missed it. Yep. Yep. Missed yeah. it all. Uh, you know, missed because the thing about it, yeah, because the thing about it, like most of us, when we go on those first dates, we're excited, you know, especially if yeah. we haven't dated a long time or we're like, oh, girl, I, you know, we're getting our hair together, outfit. We're like, okay, I'm going on a date tonight. I'm going to meet this guy. And, and, you know, he's turning on the charm and we're just eating it up. We're soaking it up and we're absorbing everything he's saying. And so a lot of times we don't think about it, like you said, until later on after the heartbreak and after the the turmoil that we've experienced and you thinking back like oh yeah you know it was that one time that he said such and such or he did such and such and so it it resonates in your mind and so do you think that for a lot of us we go through those periods of, of of meeting someone and we kind of tune certain things out um because we want that relationship so bad well, one of the things, too, is that our brain pr- mm-hmm. produces uh, um, feel-good um, hormones okay. so that we cannot see all the signs. Mm-hmm. We cannot see all the negative signs. You're excited about the, um, yeah. just going on a first date. Somebody's showing you all those, those um, attention, and your right. body feels good. Your brain releases that um, serotonin, right, yeah. and that feel-good yeah. um, chemical. So why wouldn't yeah. you, your body's addicted to it? So you can't see any of those signs because the brain is blocking you off with that feel good emotion. Right. And if you're if you're hungry as I would say, you're hungry or you're starving because you haven't had a date in such a long time and then this guy or this girl is giving you an atten- uh, a lot of attention. Oh my god, all you want to do is just eat. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, that's true. <laughs> yes. So you're not thinking about, you know, he drink one or two, um, too much drink. You're not, um, you're not thinking about, hey, he just ordered your food for you, right? Or you're not thinking that he's mm-hmm. smiling at the waiter or the waitress or something. You, you miss those two because you are that feel-good hormone that your brain is releasing. And then you are mm-hmm. starving on top of that. Oh, God, right. you missed everything. 
Bad combination. <laughs> <laughs> Awful combination. And, and, and I'm glad, you know, with this, because a lot of times uh, when it comes to relationships, and, and it goes back to what you were saying about having the spare. Um, mm-hmm. I was one of those um, individuals, especially in college, when I really got mm-hmm. into the dating um, because once in my mind, okay, this relationship is is dead, it's over. Mm-hmm. You know, we we arguing, we doing too much. You know, like okay, I'm mm-hmm. I'm checked out. And like you said, mm-hmm. you already move on. You're talking to somebody mm-hmm. else. You haven't you haven't communicated to this person like okay, it's mm-hmm. over. No. But you <laughs> you know, but you have that. And so, but you know, a lot of times people think. With, with women who are like that, and there are men who are like that as well, sometimes they think of us as heartless, you know, because it's like, well, how can you just move on so fast? And so why is that? Why is it that there are people who are able to just shut themselves off and move on to another relationship when they when they feel like they're, there's nothing left in, in the relationship that they're in? I don't think they shut themselves off. They just don't want to feel yeah. the pain. Yeah. So that's yeah. a misconception. They didn't shut themselves yeah. off. They didn't yeah. want to feel the pain when um they so they didn't break up with a partner, right? Because when mm-hmm. you detach from somebody, you feel pain. So when you don't right. want to detach from somebody, you find somebody else to fill that void before you actually right. let go. So you're not you're not actually harmless. You're just trying to just it's a survival skill. It's a survival mode. You're trying to protect yourself. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, you 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 don't want to feel. You don't want to feel the pain. Right. Yeah. What is the first step, um, Veroni, when when we're going through those heartbreaks? Because a lot of times, some of us go through those those real hardcore heartbreaks where we're you know we we've made up in our mind. You know what, girl, I'm not. I'm not getting into another relationship. Um, I'm, I'm gonna stop dating, you know, for mm-hmm. uh, for two years and, and just get up, work myself together. What is the first step when we have experienced heartbreak and, and we're still feeling some type of way about how things might have ended in that relationship? What is the first step that we need to do um, to to get ourselves back on track? Um, well, for me, it was actually some quiet time. It was uh, it was quiet time. I need time mm-hmm. just to be quiet and just to think and just to kind of like feel. I guess I wanted to just feel the pain or right. I wanted to just listen to my inner voice. So I think it was just some quiet. I needed some quiet because when mm-hmm. you're going through that pain, you need to go back to your creator. You need to go back to mm-hmm. God because right. that pain is so powerful. You got to go back to the person who creates you. Mm-hmm. Because Absolutely. in that time, you need to call upon him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and what do you believe happens when we don't heal from that pain and we just keep on moving and we keep on getting into other relationships? And some of us end up getting married, uh, still holding on um, to a lot of that pain. What, what, what does that lead us? Oh, my God. It has so much effect on our body because yeah. we are actually covering down the pain. We're, like, pushing it deeper, deeper down, and it's just festering inside of mm-hmm. us. And those, mm-hmm. the pain that we're feeling, right, it actually right. manifests itself into sickness, different sickness. Because wow. that pain is actually energy. Mm. The pain that you feel, that sensation that you feel, that yeah. intense pain, it, yeah. it goes in your body. It, it, it's formed in your body. It's in your body, right? So right. It, and you keep on pushing it down, and you're pushing it down. And then all of a sudden you find out that you have gallbladder problems. It's that mm-hmm. emotional pain. It's the heartbreak that you feel. And heartbreak um, doesn't have to be from a, a, um, a boyfriend and girlfriend relationship. It could mm-hmm. be from you and your sister have, um, right? yes, your, your family members, friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your heart could be broken by, by, by those people. Yes. Absolutely. So if you keep on pushing down those pain, it's going to fester in your, it's going to fester in your body. Absolutely. With your own personal experience and when you went mm-hmm. through, the, through this heartbreak, um, the, mm-hmm. the feeling of, of anger and, and all these different emotions, how did you, 
how did you deal with those different emotions? Because a lot of times, especially if someone, you know, is, is goes mm-hmm. and gets in another relationship with someone, we're mm-hmm. we're feeling some type of way. Some of us want to get revenge. Some of us, mm-hmm. you know, we get angry and do all kind of things. What was your initial feelings when that time, and how did you manage those feelings? Okay, so if people go into uh, another relationship, they're taking that pain with them, right? So mm-hmm. they're blaming their ex. They're blaming right. their next or their present person for the things that their ex did. And even if right. they think that they're not doing it, make an argument. So, for instance, if the ex was ha- was cheating, right, and they mm-hmm. move on, leave that relationship, and they go to the current relationship that they're in, right? This current relationship, right. the person is not, that is not cheating. But let's say that person, they were expecting to go somewhere and that person is late. They become a raging maniac. Oh, why are you late? Oh, why didn't you call me? Oh, and they just, they just go off. And what? you know why? Because they're blaming, they're thinking. They went back so that their mm-hmm. ex was cheating on them. So they're blaming their current um, person. Maybe they don't understand that there was an accident on the road, and maybe that person's um, um, cell phone died or right. something. But they're not thinking that because they still have right. all that thing from that last relationship in there. Right. And you asked me another um, thing to it too, and I don't know, I forgot what you asked me. How did I... Oh, um, how did you, yeah, how did you deal with the um, emotions yourself going through your own personal uh, uh, heartbreak? Uh, oh, how did I deal with it? Oh my God, I cried. <laughs> I cursed. Yeah. I, I cried. I write. Um, I studied. I um, did a um, offering I did an mm-hmm. offering, right? I release, I release right. it by writing stuff down, um, and then I burn it, and I just, mm. you know, and I pray. So when you write something down, and then you really, when you burn it, you, you let that energy go. You transmute mm. just the energy of that anger, and you just you you forgive, or even if you flush it down um, water. But I did a lot of praying. Because that helped me with my anger. And I cycle back and forth. So um, I cycle back and forth. Some days I was doing, like, really good where, you know, I, I, I forgive him. He's not whatever. And then the next day I was like, I'm going to fucking kill him. How dare he do this <laughs> to me? I hate him. Yeah. And then yeah. the next day I cycle back and forth. So it was just, it was just a process. Like, sometimes you think that, oh, my God, today I'm having a good day. I feel good. And tomorrow, maybe could be triggered by, oh, my God, on Friday we usually go to breakfast, and Friday used to be this, and then that pain or that anger just come back in. And I bawl, I cry, I write, I, I, I just anything. I, 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 I pray to God, and, I, you know, I, I, as I said, I did offerings to, like, God, like, listen, I want to just release this pain, release this pain, release it, release it, release it, and I forgive myself. You know, some people talk about they don't forgive themselves. I forgive myself. Right. I forgive myself first. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I'm more important than anybody else. So I forgive myself right. first. Right. Absolutely. You know, because and I realize too. Because yes, we hear sorry. it all the time from people, you know, mm-hmm. who, you know, mm-hmm. I never forgave myself for the way I treated that person, <laughs> you know, in that relationship or the, well, what I said in that relationship. And that tw- that relationship might have been 15, 20 years ago, you know, and mm-hmm. people are still sitting back like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> that don't make no sense. Because right. my thing is that you do the best that you can That's right. at that time, you know, That's right. what you were feeling. The emotion Absolutely. that you were feeling in that situation that you were in. Mm-hmm. So there is no way 20, um, 20 years from now I'm going to be like, I wish that I did that or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. because that's, I didn't have the education that I have now. That's right. I didn't have the mindset that's right. that I have right now. You know, right. I'm not feeling this calm that I was right now. So, of mm-hmm. course, I can't go back. I, I, I just, I can't. Yesterday is gone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we do have a <clears throat> excuse me a question from um, a, a Facebook listener. Her name is um, Alexis. Uh, she is from Florida. She says, um, "How do we go about not making uh, the next person um, pay?" for our pain that we've experienced in other relationships. Uh, She says, oftentimes I find myself still thinking um, that the new person is going to do the same thing that the last person did. How do I clear my mind of that old mindset? 
um, she got to work on herself. She got to mm-hmm. find out what kind of guys was she attracting, mm-hmm. right? She got right. to work on herself. She got to work on herself. She got to work on what, what's, what's within her that attracts that guy that right. she was with. Right. So she, she has to work on herself, and I think that's what a lot of people don't do. After a relationship, they really mm-hmm. think that just to be single, and I mean single with the fact that they don't have any boyfriends. Right, mm-hmm. that's right. it. They don't do right. anything about right. themselves to find out why did I behave that way in that relationship? Why did right. I attract that kind of man? Like, mm-hmm. um, why did I attract a, a cheater? Is it because right. I'm treating, I'm cheating on myself in some form or way? And I don't mm-hmm. mean maybe when I mean cheating on yourself, I mean that maybe you were supposed to like go to school or something, or you were supposed to do that and you didn't, or you didn't do it. Like, mm-hmm. what inside of me? Why I attract? that person that I'm with. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what did she uh, do what did she do different? Hmm. That's a good question. Since good that question. um breakup. Mm-hmm. What did she learn about relationship? Does she know her la- love language? Mm. Does she know her love style? How did she receive or give love? Does she even right. know what love is? Right. Absolutely. Did um, he next... heal? Yes, sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. No, 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 you're fine. You're absolutely fine. Oh, and, because those are those are great questions that to ask ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, we don't we don't ask those questions. A lot of times, you know, we might just say, okay, well, I'm just going to be single. And like you said, during that process, we're not working on ourselves. We're not asking. Well, you know, why did the situation mm-hmm. turn out like it did? You know, why, mm-hmm. you know, why did I get you know upset the way I did it? And so, a lot of times, we yeah, we, we, we don't take, um, you know, we don't take ownership uh, mm-hmm. of our own feelings and, and our own actions when it comes to relationships. Yep. Um, Cassie from Ohio, um, and we um, talked about this. You talked about this a little bit a while ago about um, going after the same type of individual. She says, um, lately, um, over the past year and a half, I found myself uh, being attracted to men who are liars. Uh, She said, initially, uh, they start off great, but then later on, I end up finding out things that I what I just wasn't aware of. Um the last man I dated, I found out that he was married and the whole time he lied about it. Why do I keep attracting these men that keep lying about heavy issues and serious issues? Okay. So first thing she should know, like attract like. Hmm. Right? So we attract yeah. who we are. Not who uh, yeah. we attract, who we are, right? So she's attracting who she is. Mm. Yeah. The same water sink at the same level. So yeah. why does she attract emotionally available men? Is she mm. emotionally unavailable herself? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the reason why she's attracting those men. So she needs to work on herself. Like, why is she attracting liars? Is it because she mm-hmm. is lying in some areas in her life? And I mm-hmm. mean, she could be even lying, um, you know, maybe she get a diagnosis, like say she's a diabetes or something, and she doesn't want to even admit it to herself. Mm-hmm. Or maybe some little white lies that she's just telling herself or telling her friends. Yeah. But she's, uh, she's emotionally unavailable herself. Mm-hmm. So that's why mm-hmm. she's attracting emotionally unavailable men. Mm. Because she's wow. on the same frequency with them. Right. Yeah. So she has to kind of raise her vibration up, find out what she has to go back into her past, mm-hmm. right, and find out right. why is she emotionally unavailable. Wow. Good answer. Good answer. Veroni, for you, because you mm-hmm. mentioned earlier in the show that you often found yourself um, to be attracted um, to the mm-hmm. same type of men. When did you realize, um, man, I keep I keep being attracted to this to they different men, but they got the same same, same ways, yeah, same mm-hmm. ways about themselves. When same did you way. realize that? Um, I think when I actually went to my when I went to the breakup. 
And when okay. I started to do the research and I had to do, mm-hmm. um, and I would have started to learn and I had to like find out like what kind of, I did this exercise where I find out what kind of man was I attracting, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, I, my main relationship, I write down their names and I write down like all their qualities, all their bad qualities. And then I found out like, hey, I'm attracted to these kind of guy. Now, mm. when they said to me that like attract like or what right. within, so without, so your inside world actually show on the outside. I was like, you're kidding. Mm-mm, no way to help. I am perfect. <laughs> I know they're not talking about me. <laughs> I know they ain't talk, talking about me because I'm perfect. It's all his fault. It's all his fault, right? And then I have to do some, I really have to go back and do some self-examination. Right. And what I realize is that my dad, always my dad travels on um, farm working, right? And even though him and my mom was married, he's normally away like six months of the year. And at, during that time, I was the happiest because my dad is kind of those old-fashioned, you know, strict fathers that when they um, come home, he wants us to do this and he wants us to do that and things were just like stiff and things like was just rigid, Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I think so. The best time for me was when my father was away, and I think for some reason I track I attracted relationship where um, people uh, people were kind of like emotionally unavailable too, are people who travel on the road, because I think deep with um, deep inside I kind of didn't really want somebody around me like all the time, so wow. I really had to do some really. Really, 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 really deep soul searching. And it's during that soul searching that I found out that, hmm, you know, yeah, I found out that when you were with the person like all the time, it wasn't too nice. So maybe you want somebody who travel or just to give you some space sometimes. That's what I discover about myself and all of that deep, deep searching. Wow. When you go through the process, because a lot of times you think that we are afraid to do the deep session because we are afraid just what we might discover about ourselves. Because I think most of us go, you know, day to day, you know, believing, you know, you know, we're a certain type of way and, you know, oh, you know, like you said, I, I, I don't, I attract these awesome men. And when you, when we might be emotionally unavailable, um, do you think that the soul searching part of this um, is the hardest part for us to be able to go through? Of course. Who wants yeah. to dig up their past? Because yeah. if you dig up your past, you're going to have to face all those um, skeletons in your closet. But the only right. way out is, is, is um, through, right? Nobody don't right. want to dig up um, about their family history. Right. Yeah? Okay. So, of course, there is a fear there. Don't, nobody don't want to dig up like, hey, maybe the reason my mom and um, my mom have never had like a stable relationship and guy keep on coming in and out of their life. Or maybe um, my dad was abused, or maybe my father died at um, when I was ten, and because of that, I was like, when I associate love, I associate love with hurt because I love my dad so much. I know that that right. my dad leaves me. I I promise myself at that young age that I never want to love again. I'm not going to love again because when you love somebody, it hurts because they leave you. Because you're not thinking that hey, it was a ch- you're a child. And your father died from cancer. Your father died from something or some diabetes or some, some, some disease. You're not thinking that. All you know is that you love this person so, 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 so much. And this person leaves you. And you, will, you, you promise yourself that you're never going to feel that pain again. Right. Right? Absolutely. So instead of, you deal, instead of you dealing with it, you mask it. So, of course, you don't want to go back. There's a fear to go back and, you know, process those pain and to look in the past. Right, because nowadays we're right. talking about let's live in the now, let's live in the now. But your 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 past is a um is a reflection of who you're gonna be, and your past you gotta look at your past. It's like a microscope. You gotta look at your past so that you right. could, you know, so that your future could be clear. You gotta look. You gotta look at your past. So yes, you have fear, but when you have the fear, the, the fear produces either a, 
a, a, a fight or flight response. Absolutely. And if that, that flight response could manifest into anything differently. So that means when you have like a flight response, you could have some form of fear when it comes on to like intimacy, um, um, emo- being emotionally unavailable, right? Or right. It could be like when you, you know, some people who they said, oh, I want a good relationship. I want a good man. I want a good woman. And as soon as they try a relationship, what happens is within a year, it's like, ah, they find some fault. Uh, That person's sophisticated. Um, Or they pick their nose. Or some little stupid, I'm giving you some stupid reasons here. But some (laughs) little reason. And then they're like, oh, I'm leaving. (laughs) Or. You know, if they have this fear thing, maybe they're um, after the honeymoon period, they get into endless argument with the person right. over nothing at all. Or they do stuff to sabotage the relationship just to just break it up. Or maybe mm-hmm. they're too clingy. Mm. They're so clingy. They're so desperate. They're, they're yeah. like preoccupied with the relationship. So that fear, it manifests yeah. in so many different ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we actually have a um, caller on the line. We're going to go to um caller from area code 510, last digits 9882. State your name and where you're calling from. Hello, it's Carrie. I'm calling from the Bay Area. How are you both? We are Hi, doing Carrie. fantastic. We are on with Veroni Anderson, the love catalyst and theta healer practitioner. You got a question or comment for her? Yes, I do have a question. So okay. I'm thinking about the person who is um, in nature a nurturer, right? Mm-hmm. And they may have tried their hand at love a couple of times, and it didn't mm-hmm. work out. How do you help that person not to take on responsibility for the failings of the other person while they're trying to realistically assess where they went wrong. For example, if the person that they ended up, they were with, ended up on drugs or something Mm -hmm. like that, well, like, do they say, oh, well, you know, because of my nurturing nature, that's what enabled that person to go there and that's how I ended up in this situation and, but, or something like that. How do you help that person or how should you help that person understand that that person, the other person had choices and not to blame themselves for the choices of someone else? Um, you know, people who like to, they call themselves the nurturer, but actually they like to rescue people. Hmm. They like to rescue people because it makes them feel important. They have a lock inside of them themselves. Right, because remember that each person is responsible for their own thing, their own actions. You could love them, and you could love them from a distance, but at the end of the day, that person is responsible for every action that they do. Right. So when a person, they could call themselves, they want to nurture. They they nurture. They were in the relationship, and the person did something wrong. Um, whatever. It cannot be. It's two person a relationship, not one. Two persons. Okay. So the entire thing, it can't be on that person alone. Right? So I, I okay. think, uh, you can't force somebody to like take drugs. All right. I don't care, you know, I don't care like how you can force somebody to go into prostitution or whatever. Like, you're each an individual. So I don't think. If you want to take on that whole responsibility because you think that you are a nurturer, I think you have the person have a God complex where they feel like I'm going to save that person. And well, that no, person, no, yeah. no. I was more or less asking in regards to so when you're saying you go back and you review the relationship and you're taking mm-hmm. responsibility for your actions, how do you help okay. that person to? take responsibility for their actions but not take on someone else. As you said, a nurturer is basically a rescuer. But they're, like mm-hmm. you said, they're not responsible for the other person choosing to do what they do. So how do you mm-hmm. help them or assist them to not take on the other person's issues or make those take responsibility for their issues if you already know that that's pretty much like the foundation of who they are? 
why would you want to help them do it, though? Don't you think that's the person's responsibility, the other person's responsibility? Hello? Um, Hello? Yeah, I'm here. No, yeah, I'm saying, like, so you have a person who is a nurturer mm-hmm. in nature, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they're self-assessing their previous relationship. And say, for mm-hmm, example, mm-hmm. the person that they were in a relationship with chose mm-hmm. to take to start using drugs. Now, mm-hmm. they're taking responsibility for their actions, but because they're a nurturer or a rescuer, they tend to mm-hmm. take on someone else's issues as their own. How do you help them? to see that they're not responsible for someone else's choices, but to assess where they went wrong or how they can be better in their next relationship. I mean, you could talk to that person, of course, but if the person doesn't want to listen, there is nothing that you could do. Do you see what I'm saying? I mean, you could talk to them and say, hey, there is two persons in a relationship. You, of course, you are to blame. The other person's also to blame. You took your responsibility, like said, hey, this is what I did, right? Mm-hmm. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you cannot, at the end of the day, um, he can't, because he's a nurturer, at the end of the day, he cannot um, take everything on, on, on himself. And you're trying to, to say, hey, it's not all your fault. Right, so you, you should have taken mm-hmm. everything on by yourself. But if he's not willing to like listen to you, there is nothing that you mm-hmm. could do. Because at the end okay. of the day, it's people's choice. So yes, you could talk right. to him, but why does he want to take on that guilt though? I would think in in the nature of someone who is a nurturer, that mm-hmm. they would want to take responsibility for everything and they'd want to take the blame for everything. Well, the relationship went awry here or there, yes. and I should have did this or I should have did that. And it's not mm-hmm. necessarily that they did anything wrong. The other person mm-hmm. had choices. I was just asking right. how they helped them in that situation because yeah. they're nine times out of ten blaming themselves. Right. Yeah, because the the relationship, it, every the blame cannot be all that person. You see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's two mm-hmm. of them in a relationship. So I don't know why he wants to take on all the blame for it. Is does he have like a, a a complex or something where he's like, oh, I should have done this different. Oh, I should have done this different. It's all my fault. Um, the whole um, the one who's wholly and solely responsible for everything. That person's decision. That person's action. That person's feeling. So mm-hmm. he must have some form of a conflict because there is no way you could take mm-hmm. responsibility for everything that happened. Mm-hmm. Because if right. I push, you have to decide to pull or to push back. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, I, I don't see, um, there has to be some form of complex that he's having where he wants to take all that blame on himself. Then it gets a little bit deeper then at that point, right? Yes. Then it gets a little okay. bit deeper. Definitely gets okay. a little bit deeper. Awesome, awesome. Right. Well, we, we thank you so much, Carrie, for calling in. We definitely appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I'm listening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. And so, um, of course, uh, we're going to take a little break, you guys, and uh, we're going to come back uh, with another question or two um, for you guys. And don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Baroni Anderson, you guys, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey, y'all. It's Coach Michelle Jackson. And when I'm not busy coaching, motivating, or writing, I listen to Bianca Fly on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Bianca Fly takes me high on the Beautiful Butterfly Show.
Look at yourself in the mirror, say I love you. Look at yourself in the mirror, say I love you. More than what anyone else can say. You gotta love you each and every day, don't play the game. You can start a new life in paradise. You decide everything is gonna be alright. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Sly. And this evening, you guys, we've been having an amazing conversation with our special guest, Veroni Anderson, the love catalyst and theta healer practitioner um, as well, you guys. And don't forget, if you have a question or comment, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. Or you guys can send your questions and comments via Facebook to me at Bianca Sly. And I'll be happy to um, read those live here on the air tonight. Uh, Veroni, I know a lot of folks out here have a question. What is a Theta Healer Practitioner? So tell the folks out here, what is a Theta Healer Practitioner? Creates 
physical and psychological and spiritual healing with focused prayer through the creator of all things, which is um, God. So um, Theta and Theta, we use like seven, seven foundation, which is um, the word, right? You got to use mm-hmm. the power of the words and you know that your words are seed, um, right? Okay. You use the brain wave. Right, you use the mm-hmm. psychic ability, and everybody has psychic ability. And you use the, the chakras, and if they haven't heard about chakras, mm-hmm. you have like seven chakras, and each chakra right. is the energy center of your body. Um, right. You make you use your imagination, um, which is the, the observation. Then you use the command because you have to like speak to God. Um, there is also free will, free agent, which is free will. Everybody have free will, and then you have God itself, which is the source, the creator of all things that you use. So those are all the seven components that we use in Theta Healing. But one of the main things why Theta Healing got its name is because of um, the brainwave. So you tap, you know that everybody right now, me and you are using brainwave. So during the day, we use our brainwave or the brain frequency. And you have, I think, seven, I hope, five, five brain mm-hmm. frequency. Right? I'm not going to go into them. You have the alpha, the gamma, the data. Uh, uh, right. The, the better, right? So we right. use the theta, the theta brainwave. And when you okay. do the theta brainwave, you, um, brainwave or brain frequency, I think you go from like from from four to like seven knots. So theta kind of puts you in that deep meditative stage. And that's okay. um, when people are in theta, it's kind of like in a hypnosis stage, right? So when you're mm-hmm. in the theta brainwave, that's when you manifest things. So the theta brainwave is um, the theta brainwave. When you're in that theta, right, you're close. Mm-hmm. You're right there at the subconscious level of your mind, and the subconscious level is where you have all your beliefs, mm-hmm. all your beliefs, and that dictates your your behavior. Okay. Um, all right. So when you're in theta, that's where you get your most creative, inspirational um, ideas from. So when you're in theta, it's quicker for you to like manifest. Okay. Yes, so that's what mm-hmm. like theta, theta is. So you use like a focus, a praise. You go into theta brainwave, and then you make the command. And then, you know, the person, the person could like get instant healing from, from that. With this, um, in your personal um, experience, how does, um, using the theta help um, individuals um, to be able to heal. Okay, so in my practice, and I use um, theta so as in a in a relationship. So, for instance, right. you come to me and you said you want a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I test your body. I use your body to test because your body knows. Your your body don't lie. Your body never lies. Right. Right. So, for instance, you will say you want a relationship, and I could test you to find out with your own body, muscle testing, to find out if you really and truly want to be in a relationship. And it's an energy test that I do with your arm or with your fingers. It depends on which one. And if we're long distance, I do it over, like, Zoom. And I I ask you certain questions, right? And it says, yes, I ask you certain questions, and your body move at Certain, according to the question that I asked you, your body moves to that direction. Okay. Yes. Yeah, oh. So yes, your body your body moves to that direction. So for instance, I was working with this client, and she said, um, you know, no relationship. She want a good relationship. No relationship that she had that she was working out um, with, right? And when we right. keep on asking her question, I keep on testing her. And at the end of it, it just found out that she didn't feel like she was enough. So even wow. though she said she's ready for a relationship, when, and she, um, she loved herself and all of that, but at the deep core in her heart, and when I test her with her the muscle testing, she didn't feel like she was enough, right? And when we dig right. deeper into it, her parents, didn't give her a lot of attention and she didn't feel like she could ever do anything good enough for her parents. Mm. So that, not, that feeling of not being good enough ch- translated or manifest in all her relationships. So every relationship she is in, she never feel like she's good enough in that relationship. And because she wow. doesn't feel like she's good enough in herself, 
it projected into those relationships. So she attracted men that didn't treat her like she was enough. So even though she wow. said she wants a relationship, how do you want a relationship when you don't feel like you're enough for that relationship? So that's why all her relationship was going bad. So I used theta healing with the muscle testing to just dig deeper and to find out your deep beliefs and the program that you have around relationship. Because what I find out that some people who said that they want, um, I find out that some people don't know what love is. Right. Right. So when I find out that you don't know what love is, we go into theta, right? We go into theta where I do a meditation with you, and then I ask the creator to, like, download a feeling of what love is, how to give and to receive love. But some people don't know how to give love, and some people don't know how to receive love. So we do, like, a download. And when we do the download, we retest your body again. Right. To see if you test positive for the download. Wow. Veroni D thinks that when it comes to love, because initially <clears throat> everybody has, of course, their own definition of what they perceive love is and what love is supposed mm-hmm. to be like and feel like and all of these different things. But do you think that some of us have a misconception of what love is because a a lot of times you know when people get into relationships um you know if if they might break up or if if people are married and they might divorce you hear well the love was gone the love wasn't there anymore um do you think that a lot of us have an impression on what we think love is and because love is not giving us or doing what it supposed to be in our mind doing for us that we we think is gone and we think that it is no longer there so do you think that um, a lot of us don't really understand what love is uh, in fact oh definitely so because yeah. love is God in manifestation right. love is always here love is the creator so if we're talking about unconditional love it's always there but if we're talking about romantic love where we're not getting our needs met and so the love is gone, well, yes, when your need is not met in a relationship and when you're not feeling that sensation or that emotion, then that kind of love is gone. But who teaches about love? You go to school. Did somebody teach you how to drive a car? Mm-hmm. Yes, right? <laughs> but yeah. who teaches right. about Who teach you about love? Who teach me about love? Right. Nobody. Mm-hmm. is what we see, is what we learn from our parents. And our first right. classroom, our first curriculum about love is what we see with our father and our mother and our close um, family. So just right. imagine if you come from an abusive home mm. yeah. where, as a child, love was for your mother to get hit, a woman to be treated like shit. Yeah. Right? Or there is constant fighting. So when you think about love, you think about it, and that's what love is to you because that's what you saw when you were growing up. So, yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of people have a lot of misconception about love. Yeah. So definitely. I think at the end of the day, Veroni, um, what what do you what is it your hopes and your desire for your mission to be um, by being um, the love catalyst in uh, a theta healer? What is it that your desire um, that you would like to to be able to help um, individuals? Um, that love is their birthright that they don't have to settle for what doesn't feel good inside their mind, their body, and soul. Because if your mind and body and soul is not in sync with who you are, then there's a problem. Mm-hmm. So what I desire is for everyone to feel and get the love that they desire, to have a good and healthy relationship, to have a good and healthy love with themselves. So I call myself the love catalyst um, just because I want to spark that inner love within people. Right. I want to spark that inner love. If you don't have that inner love for yourself, 
there is no way that, and I, I know you people hear that over in time, if you don't have that inner love for yourself, you can't expect somebody to love you um, um, back because you cannot give from an empty cup. And, you know, inner love, um, self-love, you know, is manifest in the, like so many different ways that you have to have self-value for yourself. Right. You have to know what your self-worth is. You got to be able to uh, motivate yourself, self-confident, self-assurance, you know, all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, that's what the love catalyst is about is that I spark the love in people. You know, I remove all those blocks and those, um, I help you to remove all those blocks, those emotional blocks that were stopping you from getting the love for yourself. Because if you have mm-hmm. like a lot of anger, if you have like a lot of resentment, a lot of regrets in you, in you, you're preventing yourself from getting the love that you desire because that resentment, it takes up space in your heart. Right. Right. And um, regret, they take up space in your heart. And what I notice is that people have like, even though, they're, even though they said, oh, I want a man, I want a man, I want a man, there's a lot, of, a lot of blocks around their heart. They put up this wall mm-hmm. around their heart. And how are you going to let love in if you have walls up? Right. There is no way. Yeah, Absolutely. because you want somebody to love you, right? And you want somebody to be intimate with you. But if you, I mean, intimate in the sense that you and that person connect. Mm-hmm. So if you have that wall up, isn't that going to prevent the person from really connecting with you? So isn't that right. kind of um, opposite to what you really and truly desire? And I'm not talking mm-hmm. about people should be foolish when it comes to mm-hmm. relationship. You could have the spirit of discernment. You could look for, you could see the signs and not ignore them because you want to be in a relationship. Of course, you should be sensible. You should be conscious. But you cannot have a wall up because you have to be vulnerable. When you're in a relationship, you need to let your guard down and be vulnerable to that person, and the person should be the same to you. So that's when deep connection, that's when deep connection comes in. Absolutely. So you can't say you want love. <clears throat> right. And then you have like a lot of hatred and unforgiveness in your heart. Absolutely. Because love and Absolutely. fear love and fear doesn't exist in the same place. Mm-hmm. Our faith and fear doesn't exist in the same place and love and hate doesn't exist in the same place. Absolutely. For the individuals out here, um, Veroni, who <laughs> um would like to be able to connect with you, um, maybe they are in need of, of the love catalyst and, and want that theta healer practitioner in their life and, and want to take you up on your services. Um, tell the folks how they can, are able to get in contact with you, um, your website and social media uh, information. Um, VeroniAnderson.com and VeroniAnderson underscore love catalyst at Instagram. And then you could just look me up at Facebook at Veroni Anderson, um, Veroni Anderson love catalyst. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And uh for the for the, the women and, and the men out here, um, uh, for those who have been through that um uh, that soul crushing heartbreak and they, they they've experienced that hurt, what would be Veroni Anderson's words of encouragement to those individuals? Love is better the second time around. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Better the second time around. Absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful. And uh, Veroni, I want to thank you so much for coming on here tonight. I have thoroughly enjoyed having you on here and being able to discuss uh, such important issues and topics uh, that so many of us um, have dealt with, are dealing with. Um, And it's always good to know that there is a resource out here available to help us get through Um, because a lot of times when we're going through heartbreak and and we having all these feelings, a lot of times we feel like we're the only one enduring this pain and we're the only one experiencing these things. And so to be able to have someone such as yourself be open and transparent about, you know, their experiences and and being able to be out here to help um, others um, heal also um, is a beautiful thing. So I definitely thank you uh, for all you do. And I appreciate you coming on the show this evening. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
You're absolutely welcome, and I hope you'll come back on again soon um, and oh, chat definitely. with us. We would definitely, <laughs> definitely love to have you. And uh, make sure you guys, um, because I want you to tell the folks, um, you also do um, a sh- uh, Facebook Live show um, every yes. week. Um, um, tell them a little bit about that before you go. Okay, so I have um, Relationship Wednesday where I, and I didn't do this Wednesday, I have Relationship Wednesday where I just talk about like current topics, current uh, relationship issues that's facing the world, and it's kind of mm-hmm. interactive. I come up with different topics and we just discuss, and it's just, um, you know, a live, it's just a Facebook live. I also have um, Baroni Anderson Facebook group, which is Break Up to Love Up group, where you could come in, where I do like trainings on my theta healing, and I give you more in-depth topics are are more in depth um training into um in, into my group so um look me up break up to love up um facebook group absolutely you can join yeah. me on my facebook page for a relationship wednesday Yes, absolutely, guys, and I'll make sure that I share the page um, and the website information on my page so you guys can go and connect with her um, and uh, tune in and all of those great things. And so, once again, thank you so much for coming on here. Um, I hope you have a great uh, rest of your week, and we'll be talking with you again soon. Bye. All right. Take care. Yeah. All right, you guys, that was the love catalyst and Theta Healer practitioner herself, Veroni Anderson, you guys. Uh, we want to thank her so much for coming on here and sharing so much of her insight uh, with us. And it's always good to know, man, it's always good to know um, that there are people out here who have experienced heartbreak and 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 experiences when it comes to relationships and they are able to see the other side, the greater side um, of how beautiful um, a loving relationship can be into those individuals who, you know, he might be like, hey, before I ain't found that yet. You know, I, I'm 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 trying to get myself together. I'm trying to work things through so that I can find the beauty in a relationship. No worries, no worries. Uh, greatness takes time, and so when you get into that relationship, is it's going to be everything you desire. So no rush. We fly is not rushing you. <laughs> Definitely take your precious time uh, to make sure that are prepared for that relationship and to make sure that that person is going to respect you and love you in the manner in which you deserve, because we all deserve uh, the greatest love ever. Um, I definitely believe that. And so with that said, folks, we are going to get ready to get out of here. I hope you guys will come and uh, join us uh, next week. We're going to have some more amazing guests on the line uh, for you guys. We would definitely um, love for you guys to be able to join us uh, for our next guest uh, coming up next week. So make sure you guys um, go and connect with us on the Beautiful Butterfly Show page um, so that you guys are able to see um, who's going to be coming up next, um, man, and all those great things. And so with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. Thank you so much to our callers and our listeners. Uh, we have some amazing listeners. I know a lot of you guys be traveling from work, but you call in, you're tuning in. Uh, I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you and all that you do. And so with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. I am Bianca Fly. You guys have a great one.
Girl, you're 